Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joined now by Gary Parrish. Gary is the host of the GP Show. I've seen from 4 to 6. National college basketball columnist, commentator for CBS, CBS.com, all that stuff. He's got a wildly popular podcast. Uh, a uh, rising star in the field of meteorology, and he joins me in studio. In studio. GP, how about that? In studio. It's awful bright in here. I'll tell I know, you. it's awful bright. When you walk into GP's show, which I occasionally do, it is pitch black. Do you, do you work in the pitch black at home? I work in the dark. Just you, like John. <laughs> you were you were doing it before John. John and I are exactly, exactly the same. You're, can't, can't, uh, exactly the same. Can't you see my body's changing too? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, you're wearing your Mets cap. Yeah. If you could be... If you could do it over, yeah, I would. You don't. You don't choose who you're a fan of, right? You. I guess technically you do. But nah, it, it chooses you. Does it? I mean, that is what who happened. Makes here. a decision to be a fan of something. I'm going to decide. I'm going to very, very rare. I tried it with uh, Premier League soccer, like after yeah. a World Cup one time. I was who'd like, you, who'd you pick? Uh, Liverpool. Okay. I was like the you know John Lennon from and Paul McCartney from Liverpool. Okay. I'll just be Liverpool. That worked for you. I, well, I bought the shorts and. Oh yeah. really? Oh you're yeah. Like, you're choosing. Okay. I purchased stuff. Uh huh. And then um, it was like Liverpool's playing at seven in the morning. I was like, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I getting up to watch a stupid soccer match at seven in the morning? And so I just gave up on that. It chose you because, as you said, they were on TV sure. and they had and they had. Dwight Gooden, and they had uh, Doc was on his way up. Strawberry was like coming they up. Were cool. The Double A franchise was in Jackson, Mississippi. Right. Yeah. So it chose you. There was a lot of stuff that. If led me you there. could go back and choose again a baseball team, isn't there at least an argument? Pujols hit another one last night. Yeah. He's hit twenty four this year. Like that team, you get all the feels of being all, all the you got the excellence. Plus, you don't have to feel like you're the Yankees buying whatever the right. Dodgers buying. Who would you pick? What's the best team to be a fan? Being a Cubs fan is cool. Yeah, but it's they like... They suck a lot. They suck a lot. Um, the Mets suck a lot. The Mets suck a lot. You wouldn't choose the Mets, would you? No, but I don't think the Mets are going to suck a lot going forward. No, no, they got a rich owner. They're going to spend. Commit your own, rich, they're committed owner. Yeah, I think you're right. Like They're just going to spend like crazy. So I don't think they're going to suck a lot going forward, although they sucked this past weekend. <laughs> um, I mean, the Yankees seem fun, but like also very bandwagony. It's too bandwagon. Yeah, to be a Yankees fan. Right. Unless it, you, if you grew up in New York, that's if fine. If you grew up in New York, like but you can't be a Yankees fan. It's like being a Cowboys fan in the old days here. Yeah, except the Cowboys suck a lot. Now they suck a lot. Yeah, but like they, the Cowboys they, created two generations of fans by being great in these patches. Is that going to stay forever? By the way, like is that it? It is lingered well, for. It is still lingering. Well, I like, think. Well, I think what happens is you create these. I, I really do believe it's multiple generations of of. Of Cowboys fans, it's America's team. You've got the greatness of 
I'm not a Cowboys historian, right. but I think they were great in the 70s. Yes, they were. There was a Roger Staubach <laughs> right. and that Randy and then, White. And then you get the, the Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Jimmy Johnson yeah. stuff. And I think, so then what happens, I think, is that your kids become fans of the team that you were a fan of. That was the other thing. Like, my parents didn't have a favorite baseball team. Right, for you to my, get. My, my parents cared about Memphis basketball, and, and perhaps that was my introduction to that. They didn't have a favorite baseball team. Um, like, my kids are growing up in a house where there is a clearly defined favorite baseball team, although they push back on it <laughs> a lot. Uh, just, I think, to have fun with it. The worst-case scenario, Oliver uh, – his baseball team over the, the last year was the Yankees. He he was right. playing for the Yankees, right? And so oh, he played for the Yankees. He, okay, played, for, yeah, he right. played for the Yankees, and so then he's wearing a Yankees cap, and then he's he's YouTubing Yankees. So I walked past his iPad one day, and his screen home screen was Derek Jeter, and uh. I, and, I, and I was like, you don't even know, you've never even seen Derek Jeter play. He's like, I've watched Derek Jeter on YouTube. <laughs> so he he liked he he says he likes the Yankees. Like he'll we'll actually watch Yankees games. Um, and then Lou just likes to be different, to be different. Um, you know, he'll say, Dad, who's playing? The, I said, the Mets and the Braves. And he's like, go Braves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, they're familiar with the Austin Riley story. Right. But still, like, at the end of the day, they're going to – they'll have I to, do think, it, like, my eldest Ben, when he was a kid, he was a Steelers fan. Like, I used to get him Steelers stuff. He decided he was going to be a Steelers fan. Right. He's a Bills fan. Right. Like, he is a Bills fan in the end. Like, we, he texts me, go Bills. We watch Bills games together. He's like, he's a Bills fan. Because at some point, it's like, you know, I've spent time there. My grandparents were, lived there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I see that. I, I think that's what will happen with my boys, to the extent that they care at all. Like, Aiden doesn't care at all. Right. But the little guys, uh, you know, they, they, they are aware of baseball. They like going to games. And I think, ultimately, when they're at Mets games, they enjoy it. They know who Pete Alonzo is and Jacob deGrom is, and they're, right. they're familiar with it. Uh, I have I have I have uh, two two local sports topics I want to get to, but do you have a favorite? today is Taco National Taco Day, and uh, it's also a Tuesday. It doesn't always follow on a Tuesday, so it's like it's perfect. This is perfect. You really, if you're doing something wrong, if you don't get a taco, and Charles Fishman tells me my my uh, my Jewish correspondent that Yom Kippur starts at sundown. It goes sundown to sundown, so you could Jews can eat tacos today. Well, good for them <laughs> with all the rest of us. Yes, and just can't after sundown. Do you have a favorite taco? Do you eat tacos? I, I will eat a taco. Like if but you you'll put, never order a taco. I will taco. never order a taco. Tacos I, are overrated. I think tacos... I think tacos are fine, but they're not that great. Like, okay. why would you eat a taco if you could eat a burrito? I think that's... Uh, flour tortilla trumps everything. Flour tortilla I put anything trumps. in a flour tortilla. And you wrap it up and you put cream cheese and whatever, the sour cream in there and, yeah. the, and the beef and the cheese. Yeah. And, no, I love it. I would ne I never... I think that's true. I go to a Mexican restaurant... And you never order tacos. Go to Taco Bell, never order tacos. I order uh, a mocajete at a Mexican restaurant. Which What's is that? Like a big, I, I don't know if it's iron, but it's a big, like, it looks like, could be iron. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's something. Sizzles when it, it comes sizzles, to your plate. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like uh, chicken and chorizo and steak and beef and onions. And it's got no bread in it? Yeah. Oh. And it's just, it's yeah. like It's like the, the what's the pizza place that offers the bread? Papa bread? John's. I, by the way, or after, Domino's. After I can't remember. I, I think it's Papa John's. After, yeah. it's Papa John's. after Papa John's, after we talked about the Papa John's pizza bowl uh -huh. on the show, there was a friend of mine who was listening who immediately ordered it. <laughs> I got that's a, what you do. I got a Facebook message. And they, they, said said they, they said they loved it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, think about like what wouldn't be great about melted cheese, pepperonis, <laughs> meatballs, onions, jalapeno, whatever you like. Like all the stuff you like about pizza. Yeah, I'll get it for lunch. It's just all stacked up in there. They and and, and, and yeah, there's no bread. 
No bread. It's great. It's great. Okay. Uh, onward to the um, onward to the sports questions. Um, we were talking yesterday on your show about is it is scouting is Memphis like Memphis football is it mm-hmm. scouting or is it developing? What what matters? Is it identifying Tony Pollard or is it developing or scheming Tony Pollard? What happens? And now we're also seeing it with the Grizzlies because, like, th- their hit rate on first-round draft picks is crazy. It's not crazy when you hit on John Morant. It's not crazy when you hit on Jared Jackson Jr., although that was prior administration. When you hit on Desmond Bain, when you hit on Brandon Clark, and now what did you know about Santi Aldama when the Grizzlies drafted him? And not- was he in your mock draft? No, he's never in my mock draft. Um, but I only do a 30-pick mock draft. Right. I, I was aware that he was somebody. Existed, a name I, you had yes. heard of. Oh, yeah, of course. Like Because you know, for years now, I've done the draft live with CBS Sports HQ. Right. And that's all 60 picks. So you don't want to be live right. on TV. Except never and, heard of this dude. Right. Although, Unless it's striking because they drafted someone who you never heard of, well, which is interesting. Well, if, we did do this one time. I remember somebody took an international player who was like not even considered a top 30 international prospect. Right. Like, they were so far off everybody's radar. Like, Jonathan Gavoni probably heard of the guy. Right. But unless you were really – like, you go to a top 100 board, he wasn't on – this player was right. not on it. And it's like, and with the 58th pick, this whatever is take this guy. And they're like – and we all just sort of had fun with it. Like, hey, this is – Right, yeah. Here's our here's our prep. If, if Jonathan Gavoni <laughs> and Fran Fraschilla, whatever, had yeah. never heard of him. Right. right. Who, who, yeah, who, so right. – but you but Santi Aldama was somebody – He was in the prep. Yes, he was in the prep. And so if he were picked – you immediately had some things to go to. Do you remember what you said about him? Do you remember what the reaction was? Do you remember, whoa, that's a swing? I don't remember exactly, but I know I've said this about other Grizzlies picks, and I might have said this about this one. Not what I would have done. No scenario I'm taking this guy here. Right. But this front office, like I know these guys. They know what they're doing, and if they took him, they took him because they took him for a read. They believe in this, and their track record of believing in this stuff is pretty good. And so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I still stand by that, by the way. He is not who I would have taken. Right. And I'm not after two preseason games. Ready. No, we're yeah, yeah. going to pronounce it. But the yeah. truth of the matter is we were ready to pronounce him last summer. And as God, that's a miss. Yeah. Like he looked awful. Yeah. And now it's like he, maybe he may it's, not be a miss. Yeah. yeah. It, it, now it's a like, hey, we'll see. Yeah. It, we've reached the point of. Maybe. Maybe they did it again. Right. I think we had gotten to the point of, yeah, this just doesn't uh, seem. It, who it's, cares? It's going to be, be a guy who's going to be here for a couple years, three years, and then you'll never hear Killian from him Tilly. again. He's like Killian Tilly. Right. And now I think after, it's just two preseason games, but he's looked the part. And you can, he's making shots. Like He shot like 12% from three <laughs> as a rookie. Yeah, no, he didn't shoot well from but, three. But he is shooting it well through two preseason games. Take it for what it is. But that's what it is, and absolutely, I'm willing to— And he was good this summer league, too. Yes, I'm willing to move the needle to maybe they maybe. did it again. Maybe they did it again. Maybe they did I think it again. it's a maybe. It's, it's a maybe. It's clearly a maybe. Yeah. And it's not It's not did it again, even at the most optimistic. You're not saying they did it again and picked another Desmond Bain. No. But maybe they found a player. Maybe they found like if, if a rotation player at the end of the first round. If you find a rotation player for a contender, a that's a win every time in the NBA. And and I will say like you talk about well, is it identifying or developing or scheming? I I, I heard you and Jeffrey talking about. I think it's all three. I right. agree with Jeffrey that it's all three of those things. But there is something to be said for the development aspect of that. I remember going into the 2021 draft. And at some point, there was a debate about what somebody would do with one of these picks in the top five. And it was like, right. so what do you do? Do you take Scotty Barnes or Jalen Suggs? And I was asked, I 
on radio somewhere. So who do you think's going to be better ultimately, Jalen Suggs or Scotty Barnes? You and the team that goes to play that goes to Toronto. That's what I said. <laughs> I said whichever one Toronto takes. Period. I, like whichever one Toronto takes, that guy will be the better one because that's a franchise that's got a track record for doing this the right way. Fast forward, Scotty Barnes is rookie of the year. Like if Scotty Barnes goes to Orlando and Jalen Suggs goes to Toronto, did they have dramatically different rookie years that lead to dramatically different careers? I don't know, but maybe. Uh, you know, um, is Jordan Poole Jordan Poole? If he's not spending the if summer, he, if, he with, went, if he if he went to Sacramento, yeah, I doubt it. In fact, I'd, I'd bet on it. He's not. But you you go into a franchise that doesn't need you to do anything other than just well, be around. Thing. Does Steph the and fact Clay. that you have Ja does you have the hierarchy and a place? It's development we think about as like coaching or whatever else. But it's also fitting into a hierarchy where you're not asked to do a million things. You're just asked to come in and and do these things. It's harder to find stars than it is to find. Bit pieces to fit into. Well, just you don't have to be as good as Ja or Jaron or Desmond or Dylan. You just gotta contribute after that. Well, right. maybe David Roddy can do that. Right. I mean, it, it. I think that cuts both ways. If you are a late first rounder going to a contender, it makes it very difficult to get on the court. But you're not asked to be anything other than a guy who can just get on the court. Like, hey, just get on the court and give us twelve minutes. That's all we need from you right now. And that's, uh, I don't want to say it's easier, but um, I, I do think sometimes these rookies who are like projected, you know, they're, they're top five picks or top 10 picks, they go to these terrible franchises. And it's like, you probably are going to be our second leading shot taker. And I don't know that that's, that's always great unless the talent is undeniably special. Uh, did you have Kenneth Lofton Jr. in your prep? Of course. Um, but, but not as a projected first-round pick or anything like that. So he never showed up in my mock drafts. But you know, I, I, I've actually worked a lot of Conference USA games. Like, Oh, you've seen him a lot. Yeah, yes. Um, you know, I've, I've, in that pandemic year, we would lit, I would literally sideline report from my home. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had the whole setup, and it was like a play-by-play guy from his home, color guy from his home, and then sideline reporter Gary Parrish like, from, from my home. <laughs> And we did um, we did some some Kenneth Lofton games there. So yeah, I've seen him a lot. I always knew he could play basketball. Right, like you could take him and put him on any college team, and he would have been terrific. You could put him at Kentucky; he'd have been terrific. I was forever skeptical that that translates to the NBA for all the obvious reasons, and still wonder, you know, exactly how is he going to be a rotation player? Because like if you're and, and, and I know he's on a different kind of contract, but and they didn't spend a lottery pick on him. But ultimately, you're hoping these guys can be rotation players. Otherwise, yeah. they're just like they're just right. coming and going. Right. Yeah. Can, can he be a rotation player in the NBA for a contender? I don't know. I'm not sold on that yet. But he can obviously do some things, and he's another guy who, you know, you put him in the right culture, and I can see it working. I, I, I you know, I'm I still hold that same skepticism for the exact same reasons. But I guess I would land on maybe, maybe, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe. And if you got a whole bunch of yeah. guys you're just signing that are very young and look like, well, maybe. Well, then that's all you need to be doing. I went to the uh, Tigers' first open practice um, Friday, and obviously there was a great sense of relief and joy. But then the basketball started, and they looked a lot like Memphis basketball, which is they guard like hell. They're long. They're athletic. 
They can't shoot worth a lick. <laughs> it, it could be the worst shooting team of Penny Hardaway's tenure, and these had bad shooting teams. How big a problem is that going to be? Well, you can be very good in college basketball without shooting the ball well. I, th- I think Kentucky was a two-seed last season, didn't really shoot the ball well. Um, there are teams that go to Final Fours that aren't great shooting teams. But it's obviously easier (laughs) if you've got – because at some point, you know, you've got this electric guard in Kendrick Davis, and there's just going to be no space for him. Right. If you're not playing shooters, there's just no space for him. I mean, he's the shooter, too. Like, he's the shooter. But he's not. He's He's not really a shooter, but Penny was talking about he's going to have to be a spot-up shooter, too. Well, yeah, 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 I hope, but – How can he be a spot-up shooter? He's not going to be open. Well, right, exactly, yeah. well, the problem is he's just – if you were going strengths and weaknesses with yeah. Kendrick Davis, you wouldn't put right, shooting. shooting in the strength category. Right. And, yes, that's a problem. That's why, uh, you know, Emmanuel Acott is just a guy, but he right. like, he could sh- he, had a, he had a track record of being able to shoot and make, make jumpers from the perimeter. So, listen, if you tell me uh, they're going to guard like crazy and just overwhelm some teams athletically, a lot of AAC teams athletically, which I think they'll do, they'll be fine. Um, you can make the NCAA tournament easily being a terrible shooting team. But coaches are now regularly recruiting shooting in ways that they wouldn't have maybe 10 or 15 or 20 years ago because they recognize how valuable right. it, it is just to just, just to have those guys on the court, whether they're making shots or not. You just need them on the court for spacing purposes because the analytics are so detailed now um, there's going to be a lot of – if Memphis is a terrible shooting team with zero above-average shooters on the court at most times, well, that's all going to be very clear in the data. And at that point, coaches scheme to that. Right. And they just say, we're just going to let these guys take shots. I've, I remember it was a Memphis-Cincinnati game when Mick Cronin was the coach at and Cincinnati. And Josh said, you remember we got all – yes. Yeah. What did he say? We got, we got all the shots we wanted or not. Well, well no, he's like – he, you know, like Memphis went like – I don't remember it was like the two of twenty five from three. It, it was, was something ridiculous. ridiculous. Yes, it, it, that might be a slight exaggeration, yes, but it was, it was ridiculous. Bad. Yes. They took way more than they normally take and missed them as they normally do. And after the game, Josh was like, "Listen, we're getting what wide open. We're, we're getting wide open three pointers. Like we're going to get those wide open threes. You got to take them." And then I can remember going to Mick after the game, and he he said. They took the shots we wanted them to take. <laughs> you know, right, like right. that's that's what, like there was a reason they had. Uh, like, Light up three pointers. Like, yeah. like, you know, we were sort of off the record, but he was like, "You think like I'm a pretty good defensive coach? <laughs> like if we didn't if we didn't want them taking those shots, we would not have allowed them to have them. We're happy with them taking open shots, and I feel like that is uh, it's possible that's what Memphis runs into this season. Thank you, GP. Appreciate it. Bye bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.